eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast now. Here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's going on, guys? Happy Thanksgiving. We're already here at the Thanksgiving games, man. This is like a pivotal moment in the season where you're like, all right, we're knee-deep into fantasy football. Um, you know, everyone's spending time with their families, but all they really care about is their fantasy lineups <laughs> right. on Thursday. You know, all the guys who are in fantasy leagues, you know, in, in at your Thanksgiving you know, dinner or lunch or whatever all day long, you know, they're going to be stressed all day because all they care about is whether their guy scored a touchdown, how their guy's doing, any chance they get away from the TV, uh, whether they're at their dinner table, if there's no TV there, uh, they're going to be wondering what's going on in the back of their mind. So if you see anybody just kind of, you know, check out while you're having a conversation with them, it's because they're trying to figure out what happened in the game. Okay, and that's <laughs> that's the reality of it. Remember the f- it's not the three F's of Thanksgiving; it's the four F's. It's f- food, family, football, and fantasy football. That's <laughs> that's how it actually works. That's that at least that's how I'm going to be treating it. And I just remember last year. I have a little trauma from last year because I was biting into a turkey leg as DeAndre Swift got hurt. I think it was last year or the year before. I just remember that it was terrible. DeAndre Swift he he just come back from injury and then. He got hurt again. Now, this was with the Lions. It might have been two years ago. I don't know. But I, I still hold on to that trauma. I know the feeling. Like, you completely check out. As soon as your player gets hurt on Thanksgiving, like, that's just the worst feeling ever because you're supposed to be sitting back watching them tearing up while you're eating your food, and it, it's just terrible. So hopefully that doesn't happen to anybody, but I'm definitely going to be that guy where I'm just sitting there watching the screen. And I don't know. You're probably going to be that way too because we got we to gotta analyze these games then too. Like, we can't just sit here yeah. and lay back and be like, this is going to be like, well, we don't take a day off on Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Here's the problem, right? You know, I'm going to be making the turkey. I'm going to be busy with all that stuff. I'm going to be right. hosting. 
you know, with my wife. Um, our kids are going to be running around. We're going to be trying to figure out how to keep them calm. So we're going to have a lot going on. Now, I'm going to be ha- I'm going to have the TV on in every single room with the games on. Yeah. Okay. So like That's wherever I walk, it. you know, we'll have the games on. I'm going to have it loud enough in the room near the kitchen so that I can at least hear the game. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then probably what's going to end up happening is what I normally do is like early Friday morning, I'll hop back into the game, you know, and then we'll record another podcast kind of reviewing that. Right. And, and going over the rest of the game. So that's what we're going to, we're going to be doing. We're going to be going over the Turkey day games and the black Friday game. And it's going to be a truly black Friday for the jets. Most likely. Um, and it's happening no in New York. <laughs> No, um, it's it's happening in in Jersey, obviously, and you know, right next to the mall. So it's going to be a, a crazy a crazy uh, place. Um, I I don't want anything to do with that bonanza over there. But a lot of people, you know, that's a it's a hot game. Everyone wants to go because it's so yeah. you, know, you know it's like a Black Friday game. Like there's no other games on. Everyone's off. You know, it's one of those games where you could just you could you could be a shit show of yourself and be okay, and because you have you still have Saturday the next day, you have a whole weekend. To recover, so I totally fan, understand. You don't have to remember anything afterwards. <laughs> no, you don't. You, you have a good time don't. at tailgate, <laughs> something like that. I don't know what's the weather. That's what I, I'm not even sure. That's honestly like sometimes that's my favorite part of the Jets game. It's the tailgate, you know, right. and yeah. because because the game itself gets so depressing. Um, <laughs> so I I, I want to go over a few pieces of news before we get into the four games we'll be covering in this episode. And then also we'll be going over some quarterback streamers in this episode as well. And then Friday morning, we'll be back going over running backs, wide receivers and tight ends going into, going into Sunday. We thought about doing all the games in today's episode, but then, you know, we kind of realizing that, you know what, there's going to be so many injury reports between now and Friday. It's probably a better idea to just, you know, record on Friday, get all the updates and then go from there. Otherwise, you know, I feel like that that's the best way to do it. So we give you guys all the information that you need. Um, so two limited practices for Antonio Gibson this week going into Thanksgiving. He didn't practice at all last week. So now if he plays, I don't like Brian Robinson as much. But if Gibson doesn't play, Robinson is still a very strong RB2, despite the tough matchup against the Cowboys. You know, the fact that he caught 13 of 17 targets over the last two games uh, is a reason why... Uh, I'll find it very hard to bench him. Yeah, I'm relying completely on Antonio Gibson to determine the way I'm going to feel about Brian Robinson in this matchup. <laughs> like right. I feel, I feel like that's all right given what we've seen this season. You know, the past two weeks, Gibson doesn't play. Robinson's suddenly a very strong volume-based play. You know, with the receiving game, most of the production is coming in the receiving game. He has 18% target share these past two weeks from Sam Howell, according to Fantasy Life's utilization report. You can't ignore that, even if it's Brian Robinson. For all the crap, I give Brian Robinson. You know, like I said, I've taken over that mantle of being the crap giver of, to Brian Robinson. But the commanders go down in this game. Gibson is and Gibson doesn't play like he could be a target funnel again out of the backfield. Like yeah. you, you can't rule that out the way that we've seen it the past two weeks. It seems pretty black and white with when Gibson plays and doesn't that Brian Robinson suddenly becomes this good play. But if Gibson does play, I mean, then you're looking at Robinson as just an early down back on a pass first offense. Like that's not good. You can't rely on that, you know, this week if that's going to be the case, especially if this becomes a negative game script for Washington which it should, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Just throwing that out there. If it's a negative game script and Antonio Gibson's playing, we might not see Brian Robinson hauling a bunch of passes. Now, I think it's also a possibility they could catch three or four, but there's going to be next to no work in the ground game if they're just going to be dropping Sam Howell back every play. Now, it's possible that Geno Smith doesn't play this week. He was limited in practice with the injured elbow. 
if he doesn't go, it's Drew Locke against the 49ers. Not a pretty sight there. Um, I, I don't think DK Metcalf and Tal Lockett, you know, take a dip to the point where we can't start them. This is a good matchup for them, but they should be downgraded. Like the 49ers offense, um, 49ers defense can can have Drew Locke, you know, on his ass the entire game, and that would definitely affect these wide receivers for sure. You know, I just think that Absolutely. Gino has a lot more command of the offense where, you know, he can kind of make things happen. Um, so, you know, it also kind of sucks for Charbonnet as well if the offense can't move, right? The hope is that, you know, he would just get peppered in the receiving game at, at that point. But, you know, if Gino plays, like, obviously I like these guys a lot more. Um, but, you know, a lot, I feel like a lot of hinges, a lot of decisions are going to be made on whether Gino Smith plays or not. Yeah, and I hope Geno Smith plays just for the sake of fantasy football and the quality of the game that we're going to watch on Thanksgiving because at that point, this is the night game you'll have eaten. You'll be sitting there. You don't want to watch a shitty game. You know, you're going to be like, I, I want to see an actual <laughs> game where he's competing because now this is like, don't you don't want to... I, I guess if Drew Locke plays, it's going to be a very easy game to fall asleep to. Like, I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you, but I've had it happen to me. You eat your food. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, you fall asleep. So it's like... Oh, yeah totally a possibility if drew lock plays that that's what you're going to be dealing with but i'm hoping that geno smith plays so we have something interesting to watch geno smith though he hasn't been the same guy this year that we saw last year i mean we could have a whole conversation on that but given the choice between him and drew lock you'd much rather have geno it's pretty obvious that lock under center would mean that we're playing Lockett and metcalf just for the volume that they could have and even in a great matchup against the niners that's not going to be good enough you know the niners are allowing the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers overall fourth most on Metcalf's side. So it's a good matchup, but you just have to hope that Gino is there to take advantage of that. Locke isn't going to do that for these wide receivers. So for me, I think if Locke is a starter, I think that they downgrade to like mid to high wide receiver three, both of them in, in that case. Because I, like you mentioned, you can't just write them off completely, but the downgrade should happen. But if it's Gino, I think we're looking at low wide receiver two range and with a little bit of upside, especially if they can keep it competitive. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and that's the game that I would be able to watch, right? Because, like, dinner's basically over. You can kind of right. hang out. Everyone's just lounging. That's the game that I want to enjoy. So I, I agree, man. I, I do hope that Geno Smith uh, is able to play uh, for the sake of a lot of fantasy rosters, but also for the sake of me being able to at least enjoy <laughs> one game on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Zach. Um, if you had to choose one side, to go with either your turkey or your ham. By the way, are you are, is your family a turkey guy or a ham, uh, a ham guy or neither? Or ham we're, family, we're turkey. turkey family or neither? We turkey, are definitely turkey. turkey, turkey but this year we switched it up. I changed it. I'm cooking London broil for my family. So wow, be interesting. Here we Just go. That out there. Hopefully it comes out well. I'm putting this on record here. I don't know if my parents listen to this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm cooking for the family, so it should be interesting. But we're doing steak this year, which is I think a pretty good upgrade. Ooh. It's a nice change of pace. Should be good. Dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Thanksgiving, we get so much of an upgrade. If if the national animal, uh, the official animal that is consumed on Thanksgiving becomes a cow instead of a turkey, that's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, well, part of it also, we, we're doing another thing on Friday. Like I said, um, we're doing a turkey there. So it's like we're not going to do gotcha. turkey back to back. Gotcha. Let's get a little variety. That makes so sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But I like if, it, I like if, it. So if, if you had to choose a side to go with your turkey, like that one side that you have to have. I'm a mac and cheese it? guy. I don't know. Mac like there, there's good mac and cheese out there, but like the one that we have, it, it's like four cheese mac and cheese that you put breadcrumbs on it and you bake it. Ooh. It's like fantastic, Ooh. really good. Ooh, so yeah, that's what I would go with. What, what's your side? Like I know there's a lot of people out there. Like stuffing is super popular. I don't know if you're a stuffing guy, but I, I hear am that all the time. a huge. I'm a huge stuffing guy. I love stuffing. Right. Um, you know, 
there's a lot of jokes that could be made around that, so I'm not going to go there. <laughs> However, uh, I, I'm, I'm a big stuffing guy. I like mac and cheese as well, but I think the breadcrumbs on top of the mac and cheese is like, that's like that's a game changer right there, right? Throw it in the oven, make sure it's a little toasted, totally understand, add a little texture to it, you know? Yeah. Um, but then also, you, you, you know, I'm a big stuffing guy, so I got to have my turkey. And if, this year, we're doing our own stuffing, so we're making it from scratch. I bought some bread, Ooh. you know, we're mixing it up, right? So we got the 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 Italian bread, but we also have the sourdough. Okay, so we're putting Ooh. two types of breads into the. That's, uh, that's what I call in, homemade into yeah. the stuffing. Hell yeah! Hell that, yeah! That sounds All freaking right. great. <laughs> anyway, moving. We, on. we should have done uh, you know, like uh, we should have done like a, a superlatives thing where we take fancy players this week <laughs> and like compare them to our like you're building your roster, you build your uh, plate. At Thanksgiving, you know what I'm saying? Like, who would be your main course? Like, I'm talking, I'm taking right. CD Lamb as my main course right. here and this week, and we'll talk about him soon. And then you add on a guy like I don't know, uh, who Jameer Gibbs is like a very good side right now. Uh, right, it, it's, it's interesting. Mac and yeah. cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. <laughs> he's a mac and cheese. Um, yeah. And the usage that that's the breadcrumbs, the extra usage he's getting in the in the receiving game. That's the breadcrumbs. The Thanksgiving like puns are going to be on today. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to figure out for the, for the last like 10 seconds, I've been trying to figure out what superlative we could give to Michael Thomas um, because he, he's been placed on IR. Um, we, green we, we talked casserole. about you just chuck it out. Ca- Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be a favorite. Not anymore. Um, right. Rashid Shahid, you know, should be rostered. You know, his rap participation jumped up to 81% in week 10 because of Thomas leaving the game. A.T. Perry, their rookie wide receiver, had an 89% rap participation as well. He can get some work as their new X receiver. Look out for Juwan Johnson as well, who's been back from injury over the past few weeks. His rap participation wasn't all the way back yet before the bye, but we could see that jump up this week. Also, Derek Carr. He's in the concussion protocol, so keep that in mind. Jameis Winston becomes a solid QB2 start in his place. Solid streamer this week. You know, both these guys, I would say, in this matchup. Um, But also, Taysom Hill. He could see an increased role as well if Derek Carr isn't in there. Right? You can plug him into your tight end spot in your lineup. So, a lot of moving parts here with the Saints coming out there. Bye. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Way too many moving parts. <laughs> it's funny. Just one player going down completely changes the whole thing. It's really hilarious. But it's not a small role that Thomas is vacating. You know, we're talking about a guy that had... According to Fantasy Life Utilization Reports, he had 18% target share this season overall. So obviously we want Thomas to recover quickly, get back out there. You know, he's on IR. He's going to be out for four weeks. But I think that this one shall pass in my book for the time being. Just given the way that this Saints offense has been all over the place, there hasn't been a specific, I mean, outside of Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave, there haven't been anybody that you can really rely on on a weekly basis. The hope is that maybe Michael Thomas moving out will make guys like Rashid Shahid more reliable on a week-to-week basis. Because Rashid Shahid, he's looked good. He just doesn't get that target share. Um, like I mentioned, if things could be more stratified, that could really make things interesting. If you add a third player to the equation, where we've only had two, like I mentioned, Kamara and Alave, that could really make things interesting. Um, whether it's Shahid or Perry that's going to get that extra work you know, remains to be seen. I'm not sure. If I had to pick one, I would probably lean Shahid right now. 
But I think A.T. Perry is also interesting as somebody to pick up off of the waivers because he's going to fill that X role. And that's what he did last week when Michael Thomas went down. He has the prototypical build to do that, to step in and just take over that role. Like if you had to pick a receiver for the next four weeks between Shahid and A.T. Perry, who would you pick? Shahid. To have on your roster, you know, I should say. Shahid, you know, because of the fact that, you know, he's he's shown the big playability, right? He's had, He has that ceiling. He's boom bust for sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's somebody that can come in and give you 20 points, you know, in good matchups. So that's really what it comes down to. A.T. Perry, I think, should be rostered um, in, I would say, 14-team leagues. And then, like, in deep bench 12-team leagues, he should be rostered as well. Um, right. just to see what happens because I think he's a talented, you know, coming out of Way Forest. I think he was a good ex receiver, um, very solid yards per route run over the past two years. I think it was like top 15, top 20 each year, something like that, out of like more than 100 wide receivers, power five wide receivers, I should say. So, you know, yeah. somebody to pay attention to for sure. Um, Aaron Jones has an MCL sprain, he's going to miss the game on Thanksgiving. It's possible that he misses another week. Um, after that, AJ Dillon, he can clog your lineup in the meantime, you know. <laughs> Not right. a great matchup. I, I don't like him in this one against the Lions. Personally, he's like a RB3 play, flex play for me. Um, uh, You know, I, I really went into it on yesterday's waiver wire show. D- don't need to get into it again. Um, But I'm assuming you don't love AJ Dillon any more than I do. No, I think I put it pretty clearly in my show notes for today. I, I think I sent you them. I don't know if you caught it, but I just wrote down as my advice for this week for AJ Dillon. Just super glue him to your bench. <laughs> like, don't get caught up in him being the lead guy. Remember, like Einstein said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. When have you been satisfied with Dylan in your lineup? You haven't, even with Aaron Jones out. So don't be insane. You're going to drive yourself insane. When you're sitting there starting off your Thanksgiving, are you going to be wanting, you want you want to have your the very beginning part of your day on Thanksgiving hinge on A.J. Dillon? I, I don't think so. Save yourself all of the trouble. Just leave him on your bench. He's not going to have any type of upside just because I'm saying this. He's going to score two touchdowns, but <laughs> the numbers tell us that's not going to be the case. And I- I'm not very excited about AJ Dillon in this one. Like I said, don't get caught up in him being the lead role. It's not going to change much. I, I think if anything's going to happen for the Lions, not the Lions, Packers on offense, it's going to be in the passing game like it's been these past few weeks. Matt Canada's finally been fired relieved of his duties Final. as a Steelers offensive coordinator. Uh, this is news we've been waiting to hear for so long. Uh, this offense has been dysfunctional. Their concepts have made no sense. Their talented wide receivers had no diversity in their route tree whatsoever, despite someone like Deontay Johnson being able to run every route, win on every route. Uh, let's hope Kenny Pickett can respond to these changes and prove that, you know, I'm not saying that, I, I don't want to say like, it wasn't Kenny Pickett's fault. Uh, I, I want to say that, it was Matt Canada's fault, if that makes sense. Because I, I, I'm still not bought in on Kenny Pickett's talent, um, but I think that you know he can potentially be an average NFL quarterback if if being placed in the right position, right? And you yeah. see how delicately I'm saying that uh, because <laughs> I, I don't trust Pickett that much. But I'm hoping that, I'm hopeful I'm hopeful that the changes that they make now are simple for him to understand and execute and also effective for the rest of the year. Right. Uh, I think Kenny Pickett, I'm in the same boat as you. I don't know how much I trust Kenny Pickett, but I think that he's also getting a bad, a much worse rap than he should be getting because the magnifying glass on his issues has been the play calling by Matt Canada. It's just been terrible. So him moving out, that's good. Like, I mean, this has to be good news for Steelers offense, right? Like, hopefully this can give them all at least a slight boost. And when I say them all, I mean like every player in the offense. You know, 
I, I know that the running backs have been getting it done recently, but just we need to see more in the passing game. That's also going to help the run game. I don't trust Kenny Pickett to support fantasy relevant wide receivers at this point right now. Maybe that can change, but I'll be playing Deontay this week regardless, just because changes in coaching generally translate to the field pretty quickly. We saw that with uh, Devontae Adams and Antonio Pierce in Las, Las Vegas. I, I think that we can see something similar to that with Deontay Johnson. But this change, it doesn't solve the upside problem that we're going to be staring at the rest of the way for Pittsburgh. Like The offense isn't going to turn on a dime and suddenly be good. George Pickens isn't going to suddenly explode and become this you know, wide receiver one. Same with Deontay Johnson. But I think that there is room for improvement here, especially compared to what we've seen these past few weeks. Let's just put it this way. Johnson isn't going to suddenly you know, be back as a, wide, as a reliable wide receiver two that he's been throughout his career in his offense, even with the changes. But I think that it's worth giving him another look, giving them another chance with a new offensive coordinator here at, at this point. So the only way to go from here is up. <laughs> I'm putting Johnson in my lineup, but if things don't improve, I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't be opposed to potentially holding these guys out of my lineup, you know, given especially with some matchups down the down the line that could be tough. I, I wouldn't be opposed to kind of just like phasing them out. They might become bench players. So I'm, I'm tempering my expectations. Kyron Williams is expected to play this week. And the fact that Sean McVay said before the bye that Kyron was expected to be back in week 12 when he's first eligible tells me that he's as close to 100% as he'll be. Uh, and I'm expecting him to be that RB1 that he was before he got hurt. Okay, they released Dal Henderson. Thank you for your services. Um, and now they go up against the Cardinals, who Williams went off for, went off against before he got hurt. 158 rushing yards, partly on a bum ankle. Right, like he didn't, they didn't realize he had a high ankle sprain until after the game. The Cardinals have allowed the third most fantasy points to running backs over the last four weeks, the third most over the course of the season. They've allowed the most rushing touchdowns to running backs over the last four weeks as well. Put them in your lineup. Don't overthink it. Yeah, and and the fact that they just straight up released Daryl Henderson, like you said, immediately as soon as he's uh, Williams is eligible eligible to return. It just tells me that they have no questions about his health at this point. It seems like he's going to be hundred percent. There's a chance that Cooper cup could miss a game too on Sunday. You know, he's a little questionable uh, with that low ankle sprain. I think that's, that's what they're calling it. That could mean more work on the ground for Williams in his first game back. I also expect him to hit the ground running, get back to being the bell cow in LA. He's got a solid floor with real upside and a great matchup. Like you mentioned, Devin Singletary just trounced, trounced the Cardinals last week and the week before B. John Robinson had his best game in a long time against them. So this is clearly a soft defense. Kyron Williams can take advantage of it. It looks like the Rams are just content to put him right back into that bell cow roll, run him into the ground, and that's fantastic news for fantasy managers. So I'm all in here on, on Kyron Williams. I think I'm going to have him ranked as an RB1. I, I forget exactly where I have him right now. I think he is a low RB1 for me with upside, though. But I'll put it that way. The context there, he does have upside this week in a good matchup. And to celebrate his return underdog fantasy and i have partnered on a free promo for you guys to use on underdog if you're new to the platform if you use code upper hand to sign up you'll get a free Kyron williams pick to use for sunday you can combine it with the thanksgiving pickums or you can just save it for sunday that's up to you but this is exclusively for anyone new who signs up with the code upper hand uh no one else will get this promo okay so it's a nice way to welcome Kyron williams back into our lineups go to underdogfantasy.com download the app or use it online uh down the app or use it on your web browser and use the code upper hand. Uh, you'll get that promo, but also you'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 